Here's a little story about Victor the Spider. He walked up and down Madison Avenue every day for a month. Someone saw him there. They said, you're gonna sell cigarettes. This was on the last day of the month that he was walking down Madison Avenue. Oh no, I hate cigarettes, but I am also broke. I need money to feed my spider family. I am now selling everybody cigarettes, 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 cigarettes. Spider cigarettes, spider cigarettes. Untapped market, untapped market. Spider cigarettes. Cigarettes, that's what they're called, that's what they're called, they are called Victory Cigarettes. But when does your spider morality compass fail you? When are you being overly uptight and rigid? And when are you compromising your values to make spider bucks spider bucks I hope they pay me in spider bucks I can't use human bucks I can't buy human shit who's gonna sell me human stuff babe Victor the spider Just want to feed your spider kids and your spider husband. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But you can't. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Why don't you have a spider wife? Let me tell you, homophobic listener. Spider ladies eat the freaking heads of boy spiders and that's not spider misogyny that's just a fact yeah that's just a fact of science I think I hope I'm not doing spider bigotry Back to the spider cigarettes, it's Victor. I do not judge you for the choices that you make. The choices that you make, Victor, are your own. Victor sells cigarettes now. What's going on, everyone? My name is Mac, and welcome to my podcast. It's a podcast for no one, it's a podcast for everyone. It is the greatest podcast of all time. It is a podcast about nothing. It is a podcast about just being a a person, walking around, thinking your thoughts, feeling your feelings, going, what the heck? Wait, what is all this? You know when you watch the best movie you've ever seen and you're like, oh my God. Yes. Yes.
I love Spider-Man. Spider episode. It's a spider episode. No, it's fully not. The interview has nothing to do with spiders at all. But on the podcast today, we have an extremely inspirational person to me. Um, and I, they'll be inspiring to you as well. God damn it. It's my friend Shab. Shabnam. She fucking rules. Um, she is incredibly motivated as a person and she's always been that way through her various ventures that I have witnessed and we we get into all of them indie rock photography pizza yeah you're gonna hear all about it um this is someone who has had many opportunities to say in her life Man, this fucking sucks. I quit. And at every turn, all after in all of the stories that she was telling me, she was like, no, what can I do? What can I do about this? So someone who is very in her power, accepting what she cannot change, changing the things she can, very fucking cool, rad person who was willing to share her thoughts on her life, life in general, doing shit yourself i mean when it comes to like the ethos of punk rock it's this is my friend chap you know and what energy am i trying to manifest for myself this week as i talk to you the humble listener i think a thought i've been having is i've been having a lot of negative thoughts and i like remembered today that they're not true and that they're probably off, you know? So if you're thinking bad shit about yourself, here's some good news. You're probably wrong. Boom. See ya. Now let's picture all of our negative thoughts as a little worm. And it's dripping in slime. It's a slime worm. You have a full slime worm inside you. And it's going... You'll never work out. You're freaking trash. You're freaking trash. You'll never work out. It's me, the slime worm. Everything you do is bad. You'll never be hot. You were. And then you got bad. And then your badness made you ugly. No one will respect you ever. You're trash, trash, you're trash. And it's like, whoa, why are we giving this slimy worm all of this airtime? We're just putting him on the front of the news? What the heck? The worm has been fed lies all of the worm's life. I have sympathy for you, slimy worm. You do, but you suck. Hey, get your fucking voice together. What is your voice? I don't know. I can't even pick a voice right No. Shut up. Guys, the slimy worm, we don't have to be handing them the microphone all day, which is what I do. Slimy worm gets in there and goes, I, I got something to say. You suck. Does that all day. 
Take a hike, slime worm. Looks like slime worm. It's blasting off again. Ladies and gentlemen, you gotta freaking hear my conversation with my friend Shab. She's the best. You're the best. I love you. And oh yeah, I got a fucking song coming out. Very soon. I'm gonna tell you the exact details next time. But, love to you, my friend. And best of luck with your worm. Bye. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and stuff. Wow, hi. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I love that intro. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making time. Thanks for having me. How is your day going? My day? Hmm. Um, I mean, it's just starting off, honestly. I can't. I haven't done much. I can't say I've done much. Yeah. Do you do the same thing every day? No. It really, really depends on the day. Um, really depends on whether I've got a pizza pop-up going on soon. Yeah. Um, what kind of prep I have to do, errands to run. Those are not, I'm not doing that like, you know, five days a week, but my day, my days really um, depend on my sourdough starter and when I have to feed it and when I have to make my dough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, you know, right now I don't have anything going on for the next handful of days. Um, last night I was at a pop, I was doing a pizza pop-up and somebody asked if I could do a cater like in 48 hours. And I was like, you need to let me know right now because I need to feed my sourdough starter tonight yeah. so I can make my dough tomorrow. It's like very precise stuff, Word. you know, which is like probably, it's probably not going to work out because it's noon and I have not fed my starter. So... But that's kind of how my life is right now. It yeah. is just ruled by dough. Sourdough schedule. <laughs> yeah. That fucking rocks. It's pretty wild. <laughs> I think that you're one of the most inspiring people that I know. I appreciate Yeah. That. <laughs> because like normally when I think of the word enterprising to describe an individual, mm -hmm. I think of an annoying person. <laughs> You are not that oh, at all. Like I you are the, the coolest version of like <laughs> enterprising and inspiring where I just feel like I've seen you like decide to do and rock so many things, whether it's like indie rock or photography or pizza pop up. <laughs> just Thank so you. fucking cool. It's funny you mentioned that right now. And I guess that's just the, the story of my life. But I like I'm pretty self-aware and I can view myself and my life objectively. And I was literally just like. 30 minutes ago t um, telling a friend that I like the Venn diagram between what I like to do, what I'm good at and what I'm able to do, vaguely speaking, is ideation and then execution of said ideation in mm. whatever form that is. Yeah. So these are your skills as you identify them. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, you know, enterprising could be the other word for it. Yeah. I guess, you know, having the ideas. You're fucking doing shit yourself. <laughs> it's sick as hell. It's pretty fun. And now it's, you know, now I'm actually thinking about it um, 
uh, monetarily <laughs> yeah. speaking, you know, like now I'm like, okay, wait, time out. This has all been fun. My 20s were fun. Yeah. Now, how can I take all of these skills and actually turn them into something? Because, you know, pizza is proving that I have something to sell yeah. and people will buy it. Yeah. So that said, why don't I just lean into the bigger picture and see what I can do now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to hear about pizza. Oh, yeah. I followed this... it, the saga loosely on social <laughs> yeah. media, but I would love to hear it. Mm-hmm how you got into making pizza. Yeah, well, so I remember during COVID, everybody was baking. Yeah. Well, during the first, like, six months, everybody was baking. Yes, it was very um, wholesome. Very wholesome. And our the time that we had lended to sourdough, because sourdough is such a complicated, precise process that takes multiple days. And so it was last summer, a friend had given me, well, I tried making sourdough starter multiple times, didn't work. I yeah. gave up. And what was the process that you tried? Well, just the classic classic process of like mixing flour and water, mixing it, like adding more flour and water every day and taking some out. But yeah. when you're first starting off, you don't know what the heck you're doing, but also you don't know why you're doing it. And Word. so um, I didn't know why I was doing any of this. Yeah. I was just following what the recipes were telling me to do. Right. And granted, in retrospect, it shouldn't have been that hard because you let flour and water sit for a few days, it starts to ferment and you have sourdough starter. Mm. But I don't know. I failed. A lot of people fail. No yeast? No yeast. Yeah. Naturally leavened. Okay. Yes. What? Yes. That's sourdough. Is there, is there, they're taking stuff out of the air? Yes. Microbes. Okay. So, uh, loosely to put it like, uh, simply. Yeah. Um, you mix flour and water and the sugars from the flour and the germs in the air feed off each other to Damn. create more bacteria. Just like, you know, um, kombucha is the same idea. Yeah. Um, pickled fermented vegetables are the same idea. Um, and there's obviously different processes, but when you feed your starter, you feed it flour and water so that the... My, the bacteria can have more food, more sugar to eat and okay. grow. So you True know, alchemy. True science, yeah. So last summer, um, my friend gave me some starter, and I was like, sick. Now I just yeah. skipped a step. So um, I was also in like a really, I mean, last July was a horrible time for a lot of people. It was just such a weird time, I think, where we all just sank into COVID and we're like, okay, yeah, here we are. Okay, so that's where I was at. Um, not really doing anything else. Um, and so I started following a bunch of sourdough recipes, all kinds of things. I started with bread, as everybody does, but then bread was difficult, so I just was bored. I tried everything, even pizza. I was posting photos of the things I was baking. And then... At uh, this point, just pure, I want to see what this pure is Pure boredom, pure yeah. boredom. Yeah. And, um, and it gave me the schedule. Like, I, I had a notebook. I would write down, okay, Saturday, I'm going to make the feed my starter at night. Sunday morning, I'll make the dough. Sunday night, I'll bake it. Or Monday, I'll bake it. That sort of, it gave me something to do. And like for multiple days at a time. So sick. Yeah. Um, and so um, that got me like after a while, I mean, not that long. Everything happened really fast. But after maybe like a couple weeks, I realized like, okay, hold on. Like I can, I'm doing this. Like I'm baking bread. I can, people do this for a living and I'm able to do this without my visual impairment getting in my way. 
Yeah. That's a, we'll talk about that later, but you know, I'm legally blind and there's a lot of work that I can't do, but apparently I was able to work on dough. Yeah. So, you know, I started thinking about it. I started like reaching out to bakeries to see if I can do apprenticeships. It was COVID. Not a lot of people were down. I found one sandwich cafe to like have me come in a couple of times and it was really helpful, but you know, I'm not really about that 2 a.m. Um, baking life. You have that, to, yeah, you, you have to go, you to have to baker. get there at 2 a.m. You have to bake the bread so the bread is ready by morning. Damn. Um, I'm not about it. And also, yeah. you know, I, I kind of started losing steam about working in a different kitchen. Like, yeah. there's a lot of minutia in every kind of environment that you don't really even think about. Literally just like clicking a button on the microwave it's like hard right. for me to see and so right. i kind of like fizzled out at the same time that a friend asked to buy a pizza off me i was like that's strange i could just give it to you but interesting concept because yeah. i had just started finding other food pop-ups on instagram doing food pickups like during covid pick up food from my house so yeah. so this is august 2020 now and i like gave my friend a pizza one weekend the next weekend, I, I wanted to see if I could make more than just one pizza ball. So I, I had eight friends come over and pick up pizzas. They were horrible in retrospect. But I was like, I wasn't even really thinking about that so much. More just like, this is something I can do now. Um, yeah. At least for now on Sundays. So internet, guess what? On Sundays, I'm going to start selling pizza from my house. Come pick it up from my house. Damn. And so that's where it started. End of August 2020. And for a month, I was just using my home oven, really just learning the basics of pizza, watching a lot of YouTube videos Yeah. until I decided to really lean in that direction and buy a pizza oven. And then mm. the succession of events from there was kind of just like a, you know, a succession of events um, where I bought the oven. Yeah. I started reaching out to places to do pop-ups. How do you I mean, shop for a pizza so oven? So, oh, shop for a pizza oven? Yeah. Well... So is it outside? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, once you get into the pizza world, first of all, you get targeted ads and you just start <laughs> you start watching a lot of YouTube. Yeah. And there's like two competitor ovens right now that okay. are like all up in the YouTube sphere. Yeah. And so it was really easy to know like which ones to look for. And then right. just like kind of priced them out and kind of went with one and I'm happy with yeah. the one I went with. But um and then and then book like reaching out for places to do pop-ups at that's like that's that's my skill set like Word. cold emailing cold dming that's booking a band somewhere that's yeah. like that's booking an event somewhere which is i'm booking my thing at a place it's the same yeah. thing so Whoa, that's sick yeah so it was easy to just like you know not really think about how yeah. i know how you cold dm you cold email maybe you have to call but where do you pizza pop up like yeah so i mean lot? yeah i mean that's where i was that's where my head was at um yeah. i wasn't ready for big breweries or bars or anything so i wanted yeah. like the 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 thing that was right next to right under that which is like a parking lot outside of a cafe a parking lot outside of a bottle shop yeah um outside of like a coffee shop you know and that's or, what i was doing i that's what i from like November to um to honestly like June. Yeah. That was my vibe. Was like just be a stand outside of a place yeah. and just do pre order for pickup. And yeah. it Lingua Fresca the name? 
the name I came, came at this point or not yet? It had. This okay. came actually even before I was making pizza. Whoa. Yeah. It I gotta was, hear about the it name. It was crazy. It came like when I was baking and taking photos of things I was making, mm. I wanted a place to have them. Um, and, you know, and even though I wasn't selling pizza quite yet, I was like, you know, giving things away, doing like selling focaccia, just like kind of selling what I was baking, you know, like yeah. three here, four there. Um, and I, so I, like language is a big part of who I am and like my upbringing. I went to a French mm. immersion school, like K through 12. And oh, then I whoa. studied abroad and, and au paired in Italy. And so I knew that like- Wait, what's that? Au pairing is being a nanny abroad, a live-in nanny. Whoa. Yeah, totally. In Italy. Yeah. 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 So I wanted, I knew I wanted either language to be a part of this name yeah. um, for title for whatever you food speak italian thing. as well i do conversationally yeah damn yeah um Word. and so i forget you know it was it wasn't that hard it didn't take as long as it took to find a band name yeah um but um lingua fresca came from um kind of wanting to settle on lingua franca lingua franca is a latin word that means the common language used between multiple parties who don't speak the same native language. And that could be like, I love that because it's, it's not just language, it's art, it's culture, it's music, it's mm. food. Um, but Damn, lingua franca is too common of a phrase. So I kind of just like went off that, did a spinoff. Yeah. Lingua fresca yeah. means fresh tongue and fresh language in Italian. Mm. So that's sick. Yeah. Um, that's how I came up with the name and it, it was, it just so happened that I started making pizza and then it just so even moreover happened that the pizza I was making was Italian inspired and not even, that wasn't my intention. That's just what started happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. And so now where I'm at is, you know, I did the whole pre-order for pickup. That was good fun. But, um, you know, and this again ties back to everything that I've done before and like realizing where my forte it, what my forte is, what I love. And so, and I love experiences. I love community. I love experiential stuff, not just the product. It's not just about making music in my room. It's about bringing people together. Yeah. It's not just about the pizza and you eating it. It's about the experience that you have when you're mm. eating it and you come to whatever I'm doing. So yes, in July, I did um, a few um, like dine-in stuff as dine-in patios were opening up I would be inside the patio of a bar full of picnic tables and yeah. people would come hang out um, I took over a restaurant's kitchen on a night they were off and we did the whole like service there it oh, was cool. awesome yeah and I can't go back now I mean I will I would I've been thinking about this like I would if Let's just say, I don't know, we go back into lockdown. I don't know, you know, right. let's hope not. But I, yeah. in that case, I probably would try to see if I can do another, um, like kind of repivot back to just pickups because it is a fun way to make money Yeah, <laughs> and give give an experience for people to, yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Making stuff, feeding people. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that fucking rules. <laughs> so that's the long version. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it could go you know deeper in but that's the timeline that is so cool that really rips just like yeah just very inspiring thank just you like <laughs> pedal to the metal i'm still shocked like how the hell is this <laughs> happening how is this working like i just can't believe it's working like it's working better than anything anything i've ever done financially speaking and just yeah. like even more than that like it takes so long for like an 
indie band to reach the tiers that are beyond their circle of friends, you know? True. And like I, I make the comparison between this pizza project to my music project a lot. Yeah. Just because a lot of the things are very similar in how they operate. You know, like we load the car, we show up at the venue, we yeah. unload, right. we start serving slash performing. Um, people, band. we hope that people come out to right. watch us perform slash eat our food. Right. <laughs> then yeah. we load the car. Yeah. Uh, we hope people like our food. Yeah. And then it's the same, you know, there's like venues, there's like spaces that are like, you know, like entry level, like pop up spaces. Like all the pop ups want to pop up there because it has a cool reputation. Okay. You know, yeah. um, it's really interesting. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. cool. What is it like? Do you rent the space? Is it like it really a flat depends? Fee? It okay. really depends on the space, just like music, you know, yeah. like. There's some really good-hearted people out there, um, and yeah. I'll say like 99.99% of the time I've not paid, um, and sometimes they do. Um, nice. Sometimes they like they'll they'll take all the bar and you keep all the food. Sometimes or, they'll give you a split of the bar. Um, oh right, classic, yeah. you know. Um, and sometimes they'll like you know they they might charge you if you make a certain amount of money, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's really, really parallel to music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to get a license? Oh, let's not talk about the legalities. <laughs> never mind, never mind. It's all mind. good. We will not talk about the legalities of a pop-up because they will all tell you the same exact thing. No yeah. matter who you talk to, no matter how big they are, no matter what kinds of things they're doing. 99% of the time they're gonna be like, let's not talk about legalities. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, LA yeah. is an expensive city to do things legally. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Um, holy shit. So that's, so it's like a full operation. It's when did you have to like operation. bring other people in? Um, honestly, like a month ago. Um, yeah. well, so from the get go, you know, it was crazy that I even decided to do this because I, because of my eyesight, I don't drive. And you know, part of like my whole purpose in life was to find find work that I'm able to do, right? And so right. I was like, dope, pizza, I can do this. But what I cannot do alone is haul all this gear to a place. But I yeah. just honestly, I just trusted the process and I was like, I will find somebody. Somebody yeah. will be down. Um, yeah. And it ended up being one of my own housemates. Um, yeah. And... And we did our first pop-up in November and it was a hot mess. I didn't even know, like, I didn't know where he was even going to go. But it turned out that, like, oh, the person that I need is front of house, basically. Yeah. On, like, taking people's orders, um, running the, you know, POS, like, square and stuff. Yeah. And so it was just me and him and one oven for, like, six months. And it was yeah. fine, you know, because all we were doing was pickups and pre-orders so everyone had a specific time they would come and pick up their pizzas and i would schedule it all out so that i could handle it yeah um but that was very limiting because then i'd be popped up for example on a sidewalk and people would walk by and want something and i'd right. be like i'm so sorry new potential customer i can't feed you right um and then i just you know i it was just not as fun like the whole point of what i'm i do again it's just like about the people and like working with people. And so I knew that I needed to make this next step of buying a second oven and hiring other people out. Yeah. Even if it meant that I might not necessarily make 
as much money as it used to be because that's you know we're in startup phase we're in like you know beta 0.01 phase you know nobody makes money at this point so pizza beta yeah and so you know i did it i bought another oven i figured out the best flow is having three other people with me where i have a person take you know as quote unquote front of house taking orders put someone on the oven train them put someone as like the final person in our food line finishing pizzas cutting them boxing them or plating them um and then i stick to just stretching my pizza and topping it and throwing it in the oven and it's been awesome to yeah. take this next step because that means we can also i can output so much more pizza i can meet a demand make it meet a higher demand yeah you know now people like if someone says like 100 person event i'm like hands down we can handle that whereas yeah. before it was like 50 people uh maybe yeah. <laughs> you know that's so fucking cool yeah it's been really interesting yeah learning a lot and still a lot to learn but um do you have any pizza mentors I do. I have yes. I have a few and it's really awesome. There's this other um uh Pizzaiola. Um she has been doing the, the indie pizza thing for like three years now and her journey I just love the indie pizza thing. It's- like that <laughs> is the coolest thing I've heard in a it's while. It's really insane. Indie but- pizza, yeah. dude, the fucking owns. <laughs> Um, and she, um, I reached out to her early in my process, like before I even had my oven just to get her advice. I'm like, okay, I'm about to get my oven. I want to pop up. Like, what's your advice? What permits do I need? Um, blah, blah, blah. And we had a great phone call. And then I, you know, I told her like, you know, I'm here to learn. So if you like ever need help, I'm super down. So over the past like eight months now, just like every now and then she'll like reach out, um, and I'll help her at her pop-up. She does mostly catering right now. Um, mm. But I, I, it's been a really cool... Her name... Anyway, her Instagram... Her brand is called Lupa Cota. Her name is Inez. She's amazing. Um, she just has, like, really f- found her way into, like, a really prominent part of, like, the local food scene right now, which has been really fun to learn from her, see what she's doing, how she's doing it, how I... Maybe, like, there are ways that I want to do it differently, Maybe I, I, you know, my dough is sourdough. That's already like a huge difference in right. like our processes. So yeah. it's like I can't necessarily even ask her for for dough advice, like okay. specific dough advice, because yeah. our process is different. But yeah, there's a lot of like business business and stuff that I've learned from her. Right. Um. And then you know, there's a few other people who like I'm connected with that I I want to make them my mentors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That rules. Um. But it's been yeah the. The Instagram food community is, first of all, it exists yeah. and it's insane that it does. And everyone is so down to help each other out. Damn, that's which cool. Which is cool. You could just like literally drop into someone's DM without even, and it's not even just the pizza world. It's really just the indie food world. Like yeah. there is something, there's, I don't know what it is, but there's something different about the indie food world right now than the indie music world. I feel like, yeah. I feel like the indie food world, we're all like trying to figure this out. Well, and we all, none of us know really what we're doing business yeah. wise. And so business wise, tool wise, like, you know, it's it's different to be doing this, like, you know, whether we're doing it from our home kitchens or even just like we have ghost kitchens, like it's the process is not set in stone. Ghost so, kitchen, whoa. yeah. So, you know, everyone's just like in each other's DMs, like, hey, where'd you get that thing? Hey, yeah. like, how do you are doing that thing? Hey, you pop up popped up there how was it hey like what permit did you get for that did you get it how was it you know it's like Mm. and there's no like 
there's no like oh my god like all of these are my secrets it's like oh no Mm. like this is tough out here and if we can help each other out like it's knowledge to share you know and there's something about that that i never i don't know yeah i don't know if i ever really even did that in music but i don't know yeah Uh, i don't know you know yeah totally yeah i don't know the indie food world but i definitely know that the indie music world can be like yeah just like more maybe more gatekeepy maybe you know i'm th- i'm trying to think about it but i feel like these indie food people they're also like small business owners like they're also yeah. trying to approach what they're doing as small business whereas you know a music artist is not the one thinking about it right or they don't want to be and they're trying yeah. to not be you know right. so maybe there's something there yeah where we're not approaching our artist projects as businesses yeah you know? fascinating mm-hmm. fascinating you mentioned um, visual impairment. Yes. And like <laughs> like you were trying to work at a bakery mm-hmm. and then you were like, I cannot do this. Yeah. You know, I was working at this um, and honestly, he, he kind of became, he doesn't know it, but um, he's not a mentor, but he really, really came into my life at a great time. He's, he, it's the sandwich cafe in South Pass called Fiore Market and Cafe. Okay. And this, oh, Wait. I feel like I've driven past this. It's possible. It's right next to a church. Um, and the as I was in there working, I find out that the owner, I was working directly with the owner because they were short-staffed and he was the one baking the bread. So I was shadowing him for like, you know, maybe two weeks on like two days a week, two mornings a week. And mm-hmm. I find out like instantly that he owns property in Italy and he's gone 23 times in the past like 15 years. And he has this, like, wow. this big property in Tuscany that he wants to build out and like, you know, make it for the community and like, you know, uh, make it, you know, build out a whole kitchen there. Anyway, we were like, really bonded over Italy. And I realized like the ethos he had behind the whole, um, the whole cafe. But also in that, it was a very small, small kitchen, very, very small kitchen. You know, it was just him and I working. And I knew that that's not, that's not a bakery. Like this was not a bakery. It was a cafe. They happened to bake their own bread. And so I was able to help him there. And I could see myself like taking over because it was so small, but I could also see that like, that is anything bigger than this, more people in the kitchen, more tools, more machines. Like I would be getting in everyone's way. I would slowing okay. I would be slowing myself down. I would be slowing everyone else down. Mm. And you know, it's not about like um like w- how can they accommodate me? It's like how can they accommodate me when there are no other systems in place right now? Mm. At least th- as far as I know to make a fast-paced kitchen bakery of the sort accessible, yeah. you know? So it's mm. I kind of, that's kind of when I realized, like, it's not just dough. I mean, that's actually, that's not when I realized it. Yeah. I'm realizing this now. Yeah. It's not dough and pizza that is finally this thing that I found that I can do. Because um, there's a lot that I can do. Right. Um, but it's, I think the umbrella concept is that, like, running a business on my own or running my own business is the answer to finding something to sustain myself Mm. it's not just that it's dough it could be anything yeah as long as i run as as long as it's it's something that i run yeah that is what makes it doable right yeah 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 and you you know your own 
tools and workspace. Exactly. Yeah. Like I cannot go prep in someone else's kitchen unless right. again, it's like super slow pace, but what kitchen is, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I don't, I just don't think I could do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, another level of like badassery and inspiration, you know, <laughs> how do you, and for, and let me know if any of this is like, I don't want to be, be rude or no i love talking Um, about it yeah i appreciate all your insights Mm -hmm. um you're such a rad photographer oh yeah visually impaired (laughs) how how yeah yeah so that's really cool that um autofocus autofocus is my life and savior yeah um you know sometimes autofocus fails on me and that is um a blurry photo and we just have to you know that's why I make sure to take two photos or like multiple photos of the same exact um, scene scenery. Right. Um, but you know, also, um, like, um, I'm at a point too where I am. I'm not actively pursuing photography because I do see where it gets in my way. Like, um, just mm. a quick example that like threw me over the edge where I was like, okay, I think I should just like take a beat here. I was doing like headshots. Um, this was last fall um where I was kind of like unsure about where I stood with photography just because my vision was also starting to affect my laptop and screens and yeah and so I was like oh man I don't was know it about changing this. like have, has it always have you always been legally blind oh yeah I'll get into it in Word. a second but yeah, basically yeah, yeah. I was on a shoot and a girl was like is there like uh do I have hair on my face and I was like yeah no you're good I can't you're fine yeah there's no hair in your face I could not see her face mm-hmm. like I have no idea if there was hair in her face or how her hair was looking, like I, yeah. Um, yeah. And after that moment, I was like, okay, okay, I, I can't do this. I can't do headshots. I can't do headshots. I can't really do like there is certain kinds of photography I can do, but it's not like I don't have attention to detail. So like I can do lifestyle. I can do documentary where it's not so like pristine and clean cut. And like mm. the girl's worried about hair in her face because I can't see it. Right. Um. So I don't really know where my photography is headed. Um. I don't really know where my vision is headed. Um. Yeah. So I've always been legally. Well, I've always had eye issues. I yeah. um from age eleven onward. I don't remember seeing normally. Um. But when I was eleven is when I went All to right. the doctor for the first time. Um, because I was having issues in class, the doctor could not see any problems. So from, and that was the beginning of the whole like saga. Yeah. Um, from a, from sixth grade to 12th grade, I went to like eight different doctors, did an MRI. I went to like a uh, Eastern medicine guru and no one could figure out what it was. And yeah. by, by 12th grade, like my vision had gotten a, a lot worse where right. I would sit in the front row of class and not see the board. Um, yeah. End of senior year of high school, finally, um, I was sent to a specialist, a retina specialist that specializes in that specific part of the eye, which is the back part of the eye. Finally, he found what it was. It's this, it's called macular dystrophy. It's genetic. It's, there's no cure because of all this, because it's, uh, because I'm nearsighted, because glasses don't help it. Um, I am legally blind. Um, glasses don't help glasses it. Glasses don't help it. Yeah. Fuck. So that was like helpful in that. Okay. Now we had a name, but it didn't really change anything. Yeah. Um, as far as like fixing it, but because we had a name and because we were able to pinpoint, you know, these terms, you are legally blind. You are now, according to the law, 
handicapped and quote unquote disabled, which meant that I could now entering college, go to the Department of Disability and ask for services, which meant more time on tests, which meant taking my test alone so that I can turn off the lights because fluorescent lights suck. Um, I mean, they're really suck for everyone. I'm sure everyone else feels it too, but it really affects um, how it bounces off the page. Um, Really? And so that was, you know, that was like part two. Part one was like, what is this problem? Part two was like, let's figure it out in college. Part three was let's like, how do I live my life as an adult? And that's like, that's my never ending story now. Yeah. Um, And I have, you know, I've, I've developed a second problem in my right eye. Um, mm. over the past like handful of years and um, that's what's been deteriorating my vision yeah. in the past few years um, and that, that's where I'm at now and you know we're talking about surgery finally I'm really excited to do it yeah. um, I don't know what's going to happen but yeah. um, I just wanted to stop getting worse and I would like yeah. to go back to where my vision was in 2017 where I could read books and I wasn't having such difficult time seeing people's faces. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't having such a like difficult time seeing my laptop or my phone. Like, yeah. you know, those, those few things like people's faces, my laptop, my phone are yeah. very important to my day to day, you know? Of course. Um, and so that's been really tough to deal with. I can't, I yeah. can't that, that yeah. sounds, I mean, yeah. laptops and faces and phones. Like, yeah, that's it. What that's else am, am exactly. <laughs> There's literally nothing else. Like everything else is just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how the surgery goes if I do it. I mean, I'm going to do it. I just need to figure out when and, and what's going to happen after. But yeah, that it, sounds emotional and challenging. It's challenging. Um, and you know, I don't really know. Um, I think because the problem started at a young age and like I had to go through eight doctors, I had to go through school like mm. with this problem where nobody could like, nobody believed me. Nobody could figure out what it was, Damn. you know? And now I'm like, I'm 29 and I'm like, okay, I've been through a lot the past, like almost 20 years, like next, wait, what's the math? Like in, I'm like 18 years. It's been 18 years since I've had this problem. Right. It's been, 11 years since I was diagnosed. Um, so I feel like it's all been trying to like, you just like, it's all, it's kind of all, all feels like a, it's been a fight, you know, like mm. fighting through the doctors to figure out what it was yeah. fighting through college to like figure out how to take a test. And then yeah. like fighting through life, like post college life to like figure out how to get around and live my life and get work and financially sustain myself. But yeah, I think because of all this, I mean, and I feel like it's a, as like most people who are like differently abled fingers crossed also like go through a lot of this of like, just, you know, learning resilience and like how to get through to the next thing. Um, and I feel the, where I'm lucky is that this big, Began, began at a young age basically is what right. I'm trying to get at is like if I was like living my life and then all of a sudden at 27 my eyes started going bad that would be so much harder mm. um but hey, you know it's been 20 almost 20 years now yeah so. well that's that sucks that you were forced to be res- to learn how to be resilient but also incredibly inspiring that you are so resilient thank you yeah yeah I mean it is what it is <laughs> yeah do you yeah. feel like there, there were resources and like, were there enough resources? Do you have any like thoughts on like, here's something that the current systems are, are failing in? 
Oh my god, it's the big ass question. <laughs> oh I just feel like because you're so smart. God. Um, I mean, school was enough for me where like my vision was, you know, eight years better or whatever, yeah. nine years better then, and so um, it wasn't ex- as difficult as it would be now. Um, but you know, the services that they did offer, like that was really all I needed. You know, I, mm. I'm really good at listening, so. And I, and I became really good at also, I think that is the point in my life where I learned how to like get in from the, pro- get in front of the problem from the beginning because I had to like first day of class at the end of the first lecture, I would always have to go to the professor, give him a sh- give them a sheet of paper that said I was disabled, whatever, blah, 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 that I needed these accommodations, which is mainly testing. Yeah. And the rest is fine. Cause Oh, you post the PowerPoint online and I am going to sit in the front row and I will memorize everything that you say. Mm. And it was fine. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, now my vision is worse and like, I can't imagine going back to school and it doesn't really matter what p- tools there are. There are tools, you know, I use my phone as a magnifying glass and I'm sure, y- you know, ebooks are a thing and, you know, there are other kinds of tools out there, but I don't know. I have a hard time like with, and maybe that's just like a me problem, but I have a hard time with like tools to make me fit in with the current society if that makes sense it's Mm. like there are these really big uh magnifying glasses that sit like big laptops face big like screens facing down that you put like your book underneath to read Mm. but you're reading like there's like two or three words on a page at a time yeah like how can you i can't focus like that i i feel like i've developed like a literal like mental focusing issue because i i just can't like read like one word at a time to get to the bottom of the page which will take freaking forever yeah you know like there's there's a different way i don't know what the way is i think maybe it's like ebooks mm. and stuff or audio yeah like focusing on that more than like you know trying to fit into the way that other people are doing it and i don't right. know and i i these tools and gadgets are really outdated in my opinion. I've mm. been through to a few different places that like offer a bunch of like accessibility tools for people with different abilities. Um, yeah. But th- it all feels like really um, like uh, out of touch. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the solution is. Um, and maybe I have to accept that I have to, you know, give in to, yeah. you know, the way that things are. But mm. it just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And maybe maybe I am also privileged. That's no, not maybe. Definitely. Mm. I definitely am privileged in that. Um, like, I mean, mainly it's like I have a family that can help. I have a I have a safety net. Mm-hmm. I have like multiple safety nets. Yeah. So I don't have to get a job where I struggle like 20 times more than the next person because mm. I have to. Um, I am able to like just figure it out to yeah. for the to live like bare minimum, and then now I mean now I'm like how can I create something that can fit what I need, and then how can I help other people do something where that fits what they need? Yeah, you know? I feel it. Like that's where I feel like I have to do. I don't know what it is. It's fucking cool. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the more time passes and the more I'm doing you know, this pizza project and like diving into the world of small business and like just seeing, thinking about ability and thinking about like who I am as a person. I'm like, I can't just sit and make pizza and I can't just 
get a job. Like I have to figure this out for myself. And then I feel like I have to, because of my privilege, figure out how to help other people. Mm. I don't know what that's going to be yet. Yeah. Whoa. This is. I know. I just talked a lot. No, this is. (laughs) I'm asking you questions. You're sharing hella insights. (laughs) This is all everything I could have wanted and more. Awesome. (laughs) So I'm I'm really appreciating everything that you're saying and like letting it wash over me. Oh, my God. Because you have such different experience than me. Yeah. And you like have so much wisdom. And I'm the thing that I'm thinking about is like there are so many times where I'm picturing myself in your shoes and being like, oh, well, that seems like a time that you easily could have given up or just been like, totally. fuck this shit. Uh-huh. Or like, I don't, and like, it just is really cool to see you like persevering through all this stuff, like despite. I think it's um like, I'm, I am like um angrier than I am sad, mm. you know? I think that's what's helpful. And I'm not necess- I'm not an angry person. I'm just like yeah. my frustration yeah. leads to like agitation and mm. like um uh like it, it leads to like an adrenaline form of right um sadness. You know, I'm not, you know, my frustration doesn't lead me to like wallowing it leads right. me to being pissed yeah um, action as opposed to exactly inaction. and that's funny that you say that i feel like that's also like a common like that's also like an umbrella concept that like has run like run true through everything i've done like like actions taking actions that will move me to the next step no matter what it is yeah. but I, I i am like a pretty action-based person yeah that's um, fucking cool speaking objectively and um yeah you know, looking at it from you know zoomed out uh, i would know? say so 100 um, percent. do you ever feel not that way do you ever feel like definitely crisis of faith yeah self-doubt for sure tf is going on yeah i mean like you know i definitely go through waves of being in ruts yeah um and like, and I always know what gets me out of them, even if, like, I don't, like, even if I sit in the rut for a while. Yeah. Um, And the ruts can come from literally anything. They typically come from only a handful of things, a handful of mm-hmm. the same things that keep coming up. Um, But I know that um, typically what's, what gets me out of a rut is, like, working on something. Is, like, working on something, whatever kind of project it could be, um, toward, like, that's forward moving. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. 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 I definitely feel, you know, I definitely, yeah. I'm not constantly this like forward moving, excited, passionate. Yeah. Angry, um, you know, person. Um, but I know that when that part of me is on is when I feel my best. Yeah. Yeah. The ruts. Mm-hmm. That's cool that you know. It sounds like you know the ruts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's easy to tell when you're in a rut. I feel like. You yeah. Oh yeah, but. I can't tell. You can't tell. Sometimes, sometimes it takes me <laughs> until I'm out of it, and then I'm like, oh, I think I'm. Oh, that was a ride. Sad. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. I can see that. I don't know. Everything feels like a weird soup. <laughs> yeah, well, especially right now. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I know, and sometimes I'm like, is this a rut or is it just me now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally yeah but how is your like heart and your mind overall uh 
right now in this current moment on yeah. August whatever. August whatever. August third whatever fourth. I don't know. Gotta be one Honestly, of those. very convoluted. Extremely convoluted. Yeah. Like um, yeah. It's like a really tangled doodle, tangled like scribbled mess. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, things tangled like doodle this, heart. Yeah. Thing, things like this like help me. Um, mm. remind me that like time out hold on regardless of like how convoluted things are there are a few different strings uh in my life where i feel like very certain about and yeah sure of myself so just follow that but you know then it's like well if you want to i think the big picture i feel clear about the day-to-day of like how on earth is this pizza pop-up going to last long term when it's so much labor Every time we do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how this is going to last, like, you know, me into the future. How is this sustainable when we're hauling everything into cars and, like, unloading just for, like, you know, a few hours of pizza? Like, you know, that's where I'm like, okay, I need need a lot of clarity now. And I feel like I need to get away for a second. I don't even know where or what, but I can't do this sitting in my room. Yeah. Um. But the big picture stuff that we're talking about here, like building something myself, um, I guess it has to be me. I guess I have to build it for myself because there's right. nothing out there for me at this point yeah. that I can think about. Um, trying to help other people, bringing people together, creating experiences. Those like big picture stuff I'm very certain about. Yeah, yeah so. that's fucking cool. <laughs> so I have to kind of, I have to like remove myself out of the day to day sometimes mm. to... To, rem- to remember, like, yeah, you know, hate to be cheesy, but like the North Star, like, what, who am I? What am I working towards? Remember totally. those things. Forget about, not forget, just like the day to day will f- figure itself out as long as I'm working towards mm. the big picture. These are things I need to hear right now. And I'm I glad. Them I, I need to hear them too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, the dawn of our friendship is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't, I do remember, yeah. I do, somebody, we were talking about it recently, and I didn't, um, I didn't remember that, like, we had never met before. Because we were friends on we Facebook We were friends on Facebook. Minute. When did you graduate USC? 2018. Oh, wow, see, 2014. Word. So we were never at this, in, at school oh, at the same time. Yeah. So did you enter in 2014? Like, did you go there for four years? Yes. Okay, yeah. We were never the, in school at the same time. Yeah. We were just Facebook friends. Mutual friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you just casually decided, you know, my friends and I were doing, um, started doing some like improv hangs. Legendary. And just like out of the blue, you know, I was like, I started posting on probably Facebook, like, hey, doing some improv hangs if anybody wants to come through. Which, by the way, incredible. It was just like, the best. I'm going to do, it's just so wholesome, so fun, so nice. <laughs> it was so wholesome. Yeah. It was so fun. And then, yeah, you, you messaged me like, hey, I'll come through. And I, we had never, I had, we had never met before. Yeah. Um, and I totally forgot that fact. Um, yeah. Cause then you just became a part of the improv crew. <laughs> fucking the fucking best shit. That ever. was so fun. I really miss it. I miss that too. I really wish we could bring it back. And yeah. I, I feel like we can, but you know, sometimes I feel like some people are just really like on their own paths now, you know, right. and they're really diving into what they do. But yeah. I, I feel like I thrive when I'm doing a bunch of different things, you mm. know, and I would love to bring out, bring back some of these like 
activities that I was doing and not for any sake, you know, yes. just for the sake of having fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was at like a lonely time in my life at that time. Yeah. And it was like, I just really appreciate how it was 2018. It was right when you graduated from college then. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, thank you so much for just being so inclusive and just like, I mean, it was so fun and it, it was, was so, so nice. Fun. And just to see like some people like semi regularly mm-hmm. and have like, something to go to. Yeah. Something like a constant weekly thing. I think Fucking that's super rocked. important. And yeah. I, I feel like I'm always like craving something like that. Yeah. Like, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's also like, like I fucking love improv so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I like took some classes since oh, then. Oh cool. Been, like really fun. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Super cool. Nice. And, but there is like this thing in the improv community and I, a lot of it is like I am projecting for sure and that they exist within me as well. Yeah. But like like because the classes are like really expensive right and so you really need to be committed yeah or semi or something and then there's also this like there's this seems to be the, and i'm still like working out this idea but there seems to be this like deep shame and self-hatred <laughs> with doing improv, improv specifically Interesting. where people seem really embarrassed by it and they're like i know that this is bad or dorky or something like that so but so all is to say yeah the the, the pure Ness of the the improv hangs that you were cultivating was just like let's do this. I don't know if anyone has done this before. I mean, it was wild because none of us had. I'm like shocked that we the did that. Best. Yeah. yeah, just so cool. <laughs> but I think you know the the main thing we were all down for was the hang, you yeah. know, and we somehow were able to be. I think well, so a lot of those that group of people also like they were really close you know and like i was close yeah. with them too but they they were like they grew up together so right. there was something probably about like their comfort level with each other mm. comfort level within themselves that also probably made us feel the same way yeah you know you have to be really comfortable with yourself and, and everyone around you yeah. yeah that fucking rules so fun such a wild time <laughs> yeah what are you fucking with these days hmm oh god <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of YouTube. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of YouTube. Yeah. And they came out of, um, it did originally come out of like a uh, rut. Yeah. I was in it for a long time. I might still be in it. Um, yeah. But it just led me down through this whole YouTube world. Yeah. Um, and I've really seen the, I'm seeing like the, the merit to it and like, mm. um, the advantages to like having this kind of a platform, um, I don't really, really know what I'm thinking, um, but, you know, things like YouTube and YouTubing and podcasting are things I've been thinking about for years. Yeah. And I I, I am where I'm at right now as far as those go. Um, I've been watching, I've been like diving into the moth a lot lately in This American Life. And, Word. Um, you know about the moth? I know about the yeah, moth. Yeah, it's like an NPR series, um, just a storytelling series. So as yeah. opposed to like This American Life where it's like, it's about it's stories like about somebody. The right. moth is first person accounts right. and almost like in um, monologue form. Like they'll, yeah. it's like a, it's a performance, um, right? About and story, it's storytelling yeah. performance, um, creative nonfiction, personal essay forms. Um, and so I'm thinking a lot. That's kind of where my head is at right now, as far as like things I'm, I want to learn about and dive into as forms of expression and try to put all of these things that I'm talking about today 
yeah. out somewhere. Like I yeah. can't, I don't want to just like post an Instagram post here and there. It gets like thrown into the void. Like I want to create something bigger and more impactful and mm. maybe it's a body of work. I know it is a body of work, Yeah, but I see it being way more um interdisciplinary and multifaceted mm. than just um like writing an essay and posting it somewhere right it's way more um i think uh just like holistic than that yeah um i subscribe right now thank you so yeah. i don't really know what i'm even i mean i do have ideas but yeah these are worlds that i really want to start diving into and also like on the, in the same vein, like what I want to start working on is trying to figure out how I can make this ma- turn this business into something that's not location dependent. And this business meaning the pizza mm, business, yeah, or just whatever I do. You know, I like being location dependent is really hard for me as a person who is not very mobile, mm. um, and and I am just very. I feel very flighty all the time. I feel like I can't. What does have, that mean? Like. I'm, I constantly want the next thing and like right. I haven't lived anywhere in any house. I've been in LA, but I haven't lived anywhere for more than a year and a half. Like or, maybe that's just part of who I am. I really yeah. don't want to be in LA forever. I, I, I might be, but I really don't want to be. And yeah. I've never actually worked towards not being here. Yeah. So Are you from here? Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. And I've always wanted to leave, but I never did anything about it. I've yeah. just like whined about it. Yeah. So like, and I don't even know if it's the right move, but what I'm thinking is how, what I want to start thinking about is how can I get where I am to a place that's not super like labor intensive and more um, like think big picture. Yeah. How can I turn this business into something um, that's not so high touch, high intensity? Yeah. And I, it could take me anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then also, yeah. So that's you know that's one thing that's that I that's like been getting my gears running. And then also, right. This like way too big project that I'm thinking like ten steps ahead. I need to. I haven't even written anything down. This is cool. I need to, to start hear. writing. Yeah. Um. Cool I'm like thinking about. Turning. I'm thinking. I'm like looking into like writing residencies, and I have never even written a single thing. I don't know what that is. Basically, like you apply. There's different kinds of different forms, different kinds yeah. of artist residencies where yeah. you can, you apply, you get in, or you apply and you pay, and you can go for anywhere from five days to a month to two. It really depends on the program. But the whole point, really, they have like some structure, but mostly it's for you, the artist, to go and work and on your art in like a remote area of someplace, typically. Damn, typically not in cool. cities. Yeah. yeah. So Whoa. anyway, I'm looking into all these things, and I'm like, I have not even written it down. I haven't even written an essay or first draft. I just have ideas right now. Yeah. Um, so I believe in you. Point is, I need to just need to start writing. Right. Um, but I really yeah. want to start writing. Yeah. And expressing myself in ways that are not music, photography, or pizza. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. you feel like there are ideas, there are things yeah. that can't come out in those exactly, outlets. and there are ideas like this that I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, which is why, you know, podcasting YouTube come to mind. Mm. Um, what podcast, what YouTube you like? Um, well, I mean, so I'm obsessed with The Moth right now. I mean, Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, I have been, like, trying to find other similar podcast forms 
that are like This American Life, yeah. Risk. Um, there are a few other ones. Um, I haven't really dived into like other things. I really like um, How I Built This. I just started that. Oh, it's work. basically just, it's about like entrepreneurs and how they built yeah. whatever they did. Damn, that's cool. It's really cool. Um, and then um, as far as YouTube, um, I'm still honestly figuring out what I like and don't like. There's a lot, obviously, yeah. that I don't like. I can't stop watching. I'm like, because, you know, I'm watching. I'm like, why are people doing this? But that's not what I'm there for, you yeah, know? Like one um, example. Um, of what I like, um, there's this um, guy. His name is Nathaniel Drew. Nathan Drew. Um, and he, his stuff is very, his videos are really simple. Um, he does a lot of traveling and, like, classic, like, travel videography stuff but every video that he posts just has a theme that he wants to talk about typically like in the self-development slash philosophy um spheres and there's a lot of people doing that right now um Mm. and i think i like it because it's just like an exchange of ideas it's nothing it's not about like all these things that i have and own and want to buy and you should buy them too it's about these are ideas that i've been thinking about i've been reading about them i've been writing about them yeah and now i want to talk about them what do you think um Mm. and then he'll like have conversations with other people about these ideas too i think i just i like ideas yeah i like talking about ideas i like brainstorming ideas um and so a lot of these youtubers that are doing that i like to get behind um that rules. not so much like gear here's my photography gear here's um right. here's like all the stuff that i want to review um yeah although that's super helpful like that's how i learned pizza is by watching mm, youtube right um yeah but i mean i don't want to that's not the route that i want to go down right quite totally um, I think it's more the exchange of ideas and and experiences. Yeah. Yeah. How is music? Are there musical ideas that you miss or? Um, Music is also, music is the most convoluted beyond just, yeah, yeah, it's probably the most convoluted right now. Um, Just to put it um, simply is like, I don't have a band or a team anymore. Mm. Um, So I have to rebuild that. And I right. and I'm trying to tackle it all at the same time, and it's yeah. really, really hard. Mm. Um, I'm trying not to put a lot of pressure on myself, but it's, and I'm sure a lot of people are feeling this too. A lot of yeah. people who, you know, I feel like a lot of people had momentum, kept the momentum, and now are like running on that momentum. A lot of artists, you know, and that's cool, that's great, but that's like a slim percentage. Then a lot of artists like just like went quiet. Cause like, what the hell were we doing? What else were we supposed to do? Um, yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where I was, um, mm. released an album like a month into COVID that fizzled into thin air and constant, mm. like pretty soon after that, like, I got to check it out. Sorry. Yeah. I it's, it, it was, it was April, 2020. I don't expect you to have uh, listened to it. <laughs> no, I'm excited to check it out though. I really um, like your music. You know, it feels like a really weird relationship that I was in that I mm. got out of and it's um yeah. but I I'm still blush with two H's yeah. and people still know that music and yeah. I have new music that I made in the past year that I like but Oh hell yeah. Yeah, and it's it's now just trying to figure out like what the hell am I doing with this? You know, yeah. I I really want to like pursue touring. Um, cause performing yeah. and touring was my favorite part. Making music yeah. was a means to that. Word. Um, That's but cool. I don't, I don't really know. Like, 
Um, yeah. Like age is not a thing, but it feels like a thing. Like, cause everyone who is my age right now has been making music and doing this for like 10, 15 years. I've been doing uh. it for like less than a handful. Mm. So it's just weird to be in this space where everyone's like tired and cynical and jaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Everyone's tired and cynical and jaded. They've been doing this for so long and COVID like was like 10 yeah. years long. You know, this past year has been 10 years long. This is true. And Everyone who's like 28 to 33, I feel like, is like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll make start a pizza business. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, right. I really like what bothers me is that I am so self aware um, and I am so objective, especially about my music project. Mm. Like, I realized I went on my first tour a year and a half before COVID. And I went on that tour and I was like, holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. I was like 27. I have to do this for as long as I can. And I have to pursue this. I was a year and a half before COVID. I did a bunch of touring in that year and a half, but a year and a half did not feel like I'm not done. I didn't feel mm. done. I am not done. But I also don't know how to restart. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't want to put too much pressure on it. Whatever happens, happens. But I know that I need to work towards at least trying to work towards it you know right. so whether it means sending a bunch of emails texting a bunch of people finding bandmates re finding a manager you know getting all the pieces together um, yeah. I'm gonna at least try Fuck you know because yeah. if I don't try then I will accidentally quit that's the reality you know like if I don't try it'll be 2025 accidentally quit yeah that's how that's what I'm feeling like yeah. I might accidentally quit Especially because I don't have, like, an ecosystem around me right now. If I stop, I don't have a band. They're not, like, Shab, when are we playing a show? Right. I don't have a manager. He's. They're not, like, Shab, when are you going to, you know, practice for the show that you don't have yet? Um, yeah. So I could just stop, but I can't right now. Right. I, like, I... I can't bring myself to stop yet. Yeah. So And the songs are still coming. The songs are still coming. That fucking rules. Um, and I, I also just feel like we're still, you know... We're still in the middle of things. Like we're still in the uh, COVID wise. Like I know. Like it's okay that I don't have my shit together mm. because we're still. It's we're still like walking in Jello. You know. Like it's okay yeah. if I plan for next year, um, and it's okay yeah. if I don't play a show in the next few months. Yeah. The next six months, even it's fine. Mm. Um, I'll let everyone else do that for now. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm at musically. Yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Appreciate you answering all my questions. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you asking all the questions. <laughs> Is there any romance in your life these days? Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally have been thinking the next person who asks me about my dating life, <laughs> about my about dating it. life, I will <laughs> shove something into the wall. I will break my phone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will leave the room. <laughs> I was like, should I ask about Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> the the two topics it. of 2021 are <laughs> dating and COVID. Yeah. I cannot answer the I cannot talk about how much I hate talking about dating apps anymore. <laughs> I can't do apps. I'm just waiting for yeah. life to do its thing. Yeah. Not that that was like quite working out, you know, but 
that I can't do the apps. I just cannot bring myself to have meaningless conversations to meet up with someone I don't know. I just cannot do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool that people can do it. It's cool that people are down to like, you know, do the numbers game. I just don't have the patience. And I, I like, it's almost like a muscle that people have learned to use and I haven't learned to use it. And I don't want to now like practice and learn how to use that muscle. I don't care right now. I do care, but I don't care to learn how to use that dating app muscle right that was um, dumb. yeah whatever that's fucking <laughs> sick I, yeah no i feel that um i feel the same way honestly yeah yeah where it's like do i want to get good at this or exactly like, you have to get good at it yeah and, and like, like yeah <laughs> yeah and then i leave it alone for a while yeah and i get like too into it oh like, it's mad it's maddening but it, it doesn't has it led you anywhere positive yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've met some cool people. Okay. Um, well, I know, but like, did it lead to more than meeting cool people? Oh, am I currently with the love of my life <laughs> yeah. that I met on a dating app? I don't know, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing where it's like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, romance, like, yes, all relationships end and like, who knows? But also, it is like a finite thing where it's like, I am, I, I am really trying to like find someone Mm. That at least we're attempting infinite time together. I see. Yeah, and <laughs> like know? these apps maybe lend to not that. You know, maybe like twenty yeah. percent of people are are wanting to um, look for that too. But yeah, the finite part of it. Yeah, sounds like more common. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I only need it to work once. <laughs> I know. You know. <laughs> Uh, I, don't know. I try not to think about it too. So I try not to think about it either. Yeah. <laughs> I um. Yeah, because I I'm I'm heartbroken right now about mm. a romance that didn't work out recently. Yeah. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Yeah. I c- confessed my feelings for somebody, and I was like, "What if we did romance?" And oh no! You oh, was it a friend? It was a friend. Shit. Still a good friend, That's and the so friend cool. had lots of nice things to say. Um, How long were you friends? Like mm, a really long time. <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. It's all that's good. like harder. It's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the cleanest heartbreak of my life in terms of like yeah. not mixed with self hatred. Right. But also challenging. But I was thinking about it because sometimes I, I just like fantasize a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the fantasy of like being together with. Mm-hmm. A crush mm-hmm. is like all of my other problems will go away. Oh, of course. And then I have to remember that like any sort of like fleeting piece of that comes in and it's like nice. And then like all the other shit is still there. <laughs> yeah, that's not going away. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that or I used to think that way. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, just like my life would be so much easier. I would be so much happier. Right. Um, yeah. But it's like you all the problems that you're thinking about you'll still have them. Right, yeah. And I think there's like some fantasy where it's like, oh, maybe if I like start dating someone, I won't have to like start exercising. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or like be stressed out about, I'm like, no, like that's still there too. It's still gonna be there, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that's (laughs) something I'm trying to like remember that. Mm, Work, yeah, work through. Yeah, sometimes it's, I I think it's uh, gonna be a, this is is everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, no, for sure. 
Yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah. Is there any other anything else oh. on your mind these days floating around that you're thinking about besides hmm. cool stuff we've already talked about? Um, I mean, honestly, I've said it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can people hear about your pizza? Where can people hear your music? Oh, on the internet, of course. Um, what the fuck is going on back here? I oh. feel like, you know, if you just follow my personal <laughs> page. Yeah. Pers- that's probably just like the best way. F- yeah. Follow my personal Instagram. Handle. And that will um, uh, lead you to everything else. Cool. The handle is at Shab Ferdosi. Um, I'll put it in yeah, the thing. Yeah, in the thing. And that will lead you to everything I do and all the things I will do next yeah <laughs> i just i'm not done uh, uh starting things it's addicting that's yeah. a thing starting things is pretty addicting so you're yeah. very good at it and you're very inspiring Thank to me you. uh someone who's like trying to trying to do shit you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to overcome that fear and yeah. plunge straight forward in plunge straight forward there's a book i like to plug yes. um because yes. it is exactly what you're talking about and it's everything that i believe in um, it's called Dreams First, Details Later, and yeah. it's by Ellen Bennett, who is the founder of this apron company called Hadley and Bennett. She started when she was 24. Now it's like a multi-million dollar company, like 12 years later. Is this multi-billion the apron with dollar. The ampersand exactly. On it? Okay, yes. I've seen these in the Bone Appetit oh, videos. Oh yeah, they're all over like hot restaurants. They're all over like home cooking lifestyles, like publications right now. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, and she dove in without really knowing anything about business without knowing how to make an apron and part of the book is like her is like um memoir about how like her story basically until this moment now mm. um owning a multi-billion dollar company and then the other half is like practical business advice for people wanting to start businesses or like small business owners um and like Basically, what we're talking about, diving in without really knowing the details, without really knowing how to do things, but just having the idea and using the first stage of whatever you're starting as experimentation and exploration and um, uh, development. I think that's like super important. Like, sure, you know, there are people who take their time and like come up with the whole ass business plan and are able to tweak their product and then put it out in the world. Cool. But that's not who I am. And that's just never who I'm going to be. And it's really cool to see that there are there are there are other successful people out there who also live that way and operate that way. Um, I highly recommend the book. Yes. I will straight up read that book. Yes. That's what I need right now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Thank you, Shab. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. This yeah. Has been a I finished delight. my whole coffee during this whole conversation. And nice. I'm a slow drinker, so I guess we talked a lot. <laughs> I all all things that I found incredibly insightful and helpful and cool, and I thank you for them. I appreciate you for doing this. Appreciate you. <laughs> Bye, Shab. Bye. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.